this get edited? Hit that intro. At the yeah, end? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All live? We, we're not that worried about that. Yeah. This is... Just get it going. Come on. Let's go. Could it be hard times to strain my mind With situations that created complications in my life Like my father's past decisions and drug addictions On my mother's death, I love your mom, what's next? Yo, yo, yo! We back! DTO Podcast Defy the Odds. Yep, and this is episode seven. Seven. So today we have a special guest, Shane Anderson. Oh, wrong one. There you go. Um, Shane, why Thank don't you, you introduce you. yourself? All right. So my name is Shane Anderson. Obviously, you put that on there. Uh, owner of Mach 1 Sports Performance, um, a gym in the central Phoenix area. Uh, we specialize a lot in sports performance training, personal training, and semi-private training. So um, we do a lot of gen pop. We do youth athletes. We do pro athletes. We do college athletes, guys, girls, you name it. I think the youngest we've got in the gym right now is probably nine Is that that kid old. that I see at Occasionally, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. That, he's that's, a cool little that, kid. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah. He's, a, he's a cool. What sport are you training for? Hockey. Hockey, nice. Yeah. So, and to follow up on that, we do every sport. So, doesn't matter what you're into: hockey, rugby, football, basketball. Especially, we do all of it. You said the youngest is nine. What's the oldest? Seventy-three Jeez. right now. Actually. We just added an 81-year-old. Awesome. Yes. They'll well, be in tomorrow morning at 5.30. So. It's, it's interesting because I was watching uh, American, what the hell's the name of that show? Story? American Idol um, last yeah. night. And uh, who, who uh, what's his name? Um, like the singing show? Yeah, yeah the singing show. And Simon Cow, he's still on it? S- no, Smokey Robinson okay. performed. And he's like 83. I looked it up. I'm like, how old is this guy? He still got it? Still got it. Of course. Bro. Yeah, still you got it. You don't lose that stuff. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, obviously your gym is next door. So yeah. I work out there. Proximity. This, yes, this is where good old Robert has been hitting the gym, Let's pumping go. up. He was there today. Um, and I wanted to invite you on really to kind of tell your story. You played college football yep. and, you know, athletics and kind of health and, you know, exercise and all that is kind of your life and yep. you're really knowledgeable of it. Um, luckily enough for me, I kind of get free training because yep. it is so close and I get to absorb some of that knowledge that he provides. Um, but before we get into that and what the benefits are of exercise and eating right and, you know, all of that, I really want to hear a little bit more about your story. Yeah, like, where'd actually, you grow up? Yeah, we've uh, we've talked a lot during the training sessions, but I don't think I've ever really told you my story. I no. know a, a ton about your story, but um, nothing about mine. So let's I'm, do I'm, it. I'm, I'm happy to die. Now's in, the time, yeah, yeah. right? So, uh, grew up in the Phoenix area. Okay, uh, born in Illinois, but grew up out here. Moved out here when I was real young. Um, always been into sports. Didn't start playing football until my freshman year of high school. Really? So that's yep. late. It's it yeah actually it is now yeah. a lot of kids are in Pop Warner we see the videos all the yeah, time yeah, on yeah, Instagram yeah. but never played didn't have a Pop Warner developmental league where I was okay so we just stayed busy doing a bunch of other stuff rode bikes everywhere baseball basketball volleyball you name it we were just staying busy when when um, what, when when did you adolescent when were you born uh, eighty nine okay so eighty nine yeah okay eighty nine so thirty four yeah I'll be okay. thirty four this year okay cool. um so. Just grew up playing a ton of sports and then got to high school, played football, basketball, track. What high school are you going to? So at this time, I went to Sandra Day O'Connor High School, um, played all three sports there. I didn't finish there, though. So I ended up transferring schools basically for football because it started to get serious. 
So played all three sports there. Uh, started working with a strength conditioning guy. Um, he was a trainer locally in the area. His name is Alex Semenik. Lives in Vegas now. Awesome dude. Um, took me under his wing. How did you meet him? So this is a this is a great story too. So we met him through. My dad was working at a company who was his. He had a buddy of his, a computer associate that he was working with, and he was a coach at Saguaro High School, which okay. is the one I ended up transferring to. So gotcha. they kept it. They knew each other from work, and he had sons that were the same age as me. And so I had actually torn my hamstring going into my sophomore year. I wasn't really looking to play. Um, was really battling back to try to come back and make the team. And so my dad's friend had said, hey, look, if, if, this kid, if, if, if your kid is good and he's battling back from hamstring, he's got to go see my boy Al. That's where my, that's where my kids train. you got to go see him. So I went over there. He got me with the right people, started some strength and conditioning, started working some nutrition um, into my – I was like 14 years old at the time – into my body. I had no idea what I was doing. I was skinny fat when I showed up. I was like 150 pounds, probably 13% body fat, just skinny little shit. Uh, showed up and he started working on my hamstring, testing my, my flexibility, my mobility. Um, I thought he was going to pop my hamstring just working on it while I was there. It was already there. So, um, but got with him, he got my hamstring back really fast, was able to play after, I think I only missed three games my sophomore year. Were you playing varsity as sophomore? Yes, okay. yeah. so sophomore position? I was playing varsity, I, I was playing receiver. receiver? Okay. Yep, um, I got one game on varsity as a freshman, and then sophomore year was full varsity, came back relatively early, and then once I finished that season, I started the off-season program with him. Uh, once I got to that off-season program, I went from 155 to 185, it's a big jump. Um, it's a big jump, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also got faster and leaner in the process, which is, like, unheard of. Not many people gain 30 pounds. You can move better, um, are leaner, and just overall function better. My yeah. mobility was better. My flexibility was better. So um, had a great junior year because of that. Um, that's when I started to get recruited. Um, we trained for this thing. It was really popular at the time. It was the Nike Spark Camp. So what they did is they invited a bunch of high school kids um, to these selected camps all over all over the country, and the one we went to was at Stanford. And what Nike did, it was it was sick. They bring a bunch of high level recruits in, and they put you through this combine. It's like the NFL combine, but for high school kids. You bench one eighty five as many times as you can. You run a forty. You do your five ten five, and they come up with whatever algorithm they have. They create a score, mm-hmm. and I at that time I broke the record for the score. So I had the all time spark record um, in high school. I don't oh. know. I don't know if anybody ended up breaking it, but. Um, so he just trained me and took me to a whole nother level. And then going into my senior year, I went from 185 to 205. So 50 pounds in just a couple of off seasons. How much height did you um, get? I started at 5'9". I'm at 6'1 now. Okay. So a couple inches, not a yeah, ton. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it totally transcended my game. Like to me, if I hadn't done that or gone that route without the torn hamstring and meeting this guy – I maybe would have been like on a partial scholarship to a FCS school, which is a D1 AA. Good, but not, you know, championship caliber. Yeah. And so with him, I was able to get a full Division One ride scholarship, um, go to a, a mid-major university at the, at the University of Nevada, where we ended up finishing my junior year. We were like 13th in the nation. We were, awesome. Yeah, we were a really good team then. So, so I, um, I got a question right yep. before we get into this. <clears throat> From the dedication that it took, like – you started with him. How into football, like how dedicated were you before meeting him? And did anything change after meeting him and really seeing that growth? That's did- a great question. Yeah, that's like 
when I started, I was going like three times a week and I was like kind of following the diet and I was seeing some progress uh-huh. and then I kept sticking with it. And a lot of, like, I, I really did enjoy it, but it was a far drive for us. He was all the way out in Scottsdale. We're up in the O'Connor area. It's like a 35 minute drive, yeah. you know, there, then 35 coming back after school, rush hour traffic. Yeah. And my dad would be like, ah, you sure you want to go today? Cause I, I yeah. he had to drive me. He didn't want to take me. I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I really want to hit it. But then I started seeing some results, so then I got more addicted to it. Of course. And then I was like, Dad, let's go four days. Let's yeah, go five yeah, days. Yeah. Let's go six yeah. days. So before then, luckily for him, I ended up getting my license so I could drive my ass over there every day. But like, here's was, a car, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. That was it. He'd give me the car. I'd drive over there. And six days a week, and nothing came before training. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, yeah eventually. And, that, and that's what it takes, right? Yeah, like, no, if I, you want to add, you don't just, like, wake up and add 20 pounds and get leaner, right? Like... You have to have somebody who can show you and take you under their wing and truly educate you and understand why you're doing these things. But then when you see it, like, in real time, you get addicted to it. Yeah. You're like, oh my, okay, so if I sleep a little bit better, I can push a little bit harder. I can get a little bit bigger. I can get a little bit faster. And all that stuff starts to add in. And before you know it, like, I'm, I'm on all the supplements. I'm, I'm, like, dialed in more than probably 95% of people. I'm training harder than, I would say, 99% of people, like, I had I knew I was gonna break that spark record at the time because nobody outworked me. I yeah. knew that at the time nobody trained harder than I did. Nobody put the time in. I like it was in, not like in a conceited way, but I deserved it. Yeah, I, I knew it. I had put the work well, in. Well, and like, you you have some obviously some athletic ability. Yeah, and, and there and there's talent. and there yeah. there's some athletic ability there too. So, yeah. but it was it was dope. Once you break the record. Nike, we went as a group, and Nike was like, okay, you guys broke the record. Like, when's your guys' flight leave? We want to talk to you guys. They brought us in, took us into, like, the Stanford Nike headquarters. We tried on all these new shoes. We tried on all these new cleats, stuff that they were prototyping and hadn't put out yet. And you felt like... This was junior year? Yep, this was junior wow. year going into senior year. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was... So you, you came in the senior like, I'm a motherfucking man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and by then, like, it, once, once you do that well, obviously, all, a ton of college scouts are there. Um, and by then you've got, I mean, your, your offers are on the board before even going into your senior year. Yeah, so yeah. you're thinking, all right, senior year, I just got to play well. Don't not get, get hurt. hurt. Yeah. Don't get hurt. Keep these offers. And then we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll end up seeing where things go. How do you but, feel your drive, like in school, like affected your teammates did they, obviously they saw you put in the work. Do you think they try to keep up with you or match your? Oh yeah, for sure. Ethic? At the time. And, and it was cool because it became contagious. Like once, yeah. You know, you see one dude getting such crazy results, like all of a sudden people are like, okay, well, what do we got to do? And they got to yeah, hop yeah, in. Yeah. And it's not for everybody, right? Like yeah. some people hop in and they're committed for a week or two, but you got to do it day in and day out on the days you yeah. don't want to. But It's a grind. It's a grind, yeah. yeah. No, it's not It's not easy, but I don't know. It's just you, you got to be off a little bit. You got to enjoy, like, getting beat down, being exhausted, and just, like, but rising up and getting better. Yeah. You're going to wake up. You're going to be fine. You're going to recover. Yeah, you may feel sore, but you just got to get up and keep moving. Be comfortable like, being uncomfortable. That's exactly what it is. But yeah. then, like, you're like, well, what's uncomfortable? Not getting recruited or, like, being beat down after a workout? Yeah. I'll take the latter. So was your goal, uh, you know, getting out of high school into college, were you going to try to be in the NFL? Yeah. So yeah. initially that was, my, that was my thoughts was going in. I didn't take a lot of, like, smaller school seriously because i was like fuck that i'm going to the league like yeah like if i remember my first school like that was interested was like university of pennsylvania ivy league school like i'm not going to fucking ivy league like nobody goes ivy league to the league like it don't work like that fuck that moving on and you just like you kind of throw people out to the side because you're so focused on 
you know, making goal. it. Yeah, the end yeah. goal of making it to the league. And then when you break down the statistics, like small, very small. Yeah, yeah like point oh percent of college guys make it to that level. Let alone there's only one percent from like high school to college that make it. It's yeah. these are serious jumps. These are serious steps. Serious transitions that a lot of people can't really wrap their head around. Everyone's got that goal, but. It don't just happen like well, that. It's funny. I had a really good friend in high school that was small. He's like five four, and really fast. But he was. He used to say, "I'm going to the league in high school," nah. and it's like he had no idea. And even me, I knew. Yeah, I'm like, ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it, it's tough. And when you're that age, dude, and you're 17, you 18, 18 you don't yeah. know any better. Yeah, yeah. And I was young when I got up there. I was 17, and I was thinking, like, oh man, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the youngest person to ever catch a, a touchdown pass in college. And then you get your first year there, the first offseason, there's men up yeah, there. Yeah. Like, these guys have been there yeah. for five years. They're 23. Some of them got kids. And you're like, fuck. Like, yeah. this is – no, I'm, my ass redshirted. I didn't play at all freshman year. Like, really? Yeah. I okay. sat – yep, sat my whole first I year. I mean, most freshmen, though. A lot of freshmen yeah. do. Yeah, a lot of freshmen do. It's not that uncommon, but sure. – Would that do I to went. your mental? Did that affect you at all? You know – at the time, I didn't think it did, mm -hmm. but now that I've gone through looking back on it, absolutely, yeah. it fucks with your mental because you go in with these high hopes and think like, you know, they brought me in here so that I can play and yeah. be the man, and then because they sell you on that, the recruiting is yeah. a whole different ball game. What they tell you versus once they talk to you and you get up there, yeah. nah, it's a beat down. They try to run you out when yeah. you when you first get up there. It really? is like, yeah, so fall camp is when you come in. These guys are pricks. The guy who recruited you and loved you hates you now, uh -huh. and so they try to run That's everybody out. And really, it's because everybody at that level is very good. good. Yeah, they want mentally strong. They want mentally yeah. strong people. So if they, can, if they can make the practices hard as hell, yeah. and when it's hot, see how you respond. It's like being an Navy SEAL. Get the fucking weak, mind it out. Honestly, that, yeah. it, that has to be the closest thing to the military. Yeah. And our, 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 our coach was a, for, he was, he was a military brat. His dad was in the military. He ran it like a military ship. Like, Interesting. Everything on the schedule was down to the minute, like 903 to 906. We're doing this. You had closed, more picked out for you. Like, I mean, we ate. It was called the Chow Hall. Seniors ate first in the same pecking order like they do in the military. It's about as close as you wow. can get to the military. So at the time when you're a player, you hate that shit. Yeah. You think, this is fucking, this is awful. What am I doing this for? Why am I putting myself through this? And the coaches are just berating you the whole time. They're, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been called a pencil neck son of a bitch. <laughs> like, like, oh, shit. Like, stuff that you would fight somebody yeah, yeah, on the streets for if they talk yeah. to you. Your coaches talk to you like that. Yeah. And you can't say anything. You just Do you think that – what's the benefit of that? So, there's benefits and there's drawbacks. It, it, to me, at first, it made me close up. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been treated like that, and I didn't know how to respond, and it just pissed me off. And it didn't want to make me play any harder. It made me not want to make them look good. Yeah. So I didn't want to perform well because it would make them look good and make them feel like they got a reward for talking to me that way. Um, but that didn't work out well for me. Of course. So it, they didn't give a shit. They said, okay, well, you don't want to perform. Boom, next guy up. Yeah, They'll yeah. find somebody who will respond that way. So the benefits of that are learning how to overcome and trying to be motivated in a way that you're not normally right like that doesn't do it for me but I still have to find a way to perform and cut out that type of energy that negative energy that being you get so afraid to fuck up because the second you do something even you know minutely wrong your ass is out of there and you're never playing again so yeah like like seriously so yeah. these like 
So you get up there and you're like, fuck, I really hope I'm doing the right thing. The, the play calls are, you know, they're complicated and they change on the fly. If you screw up one thing, you're out. So you, you learn how to, I mean, you learn how to not make mistakes. You learn how to be more perfect. Um, but you also find ways to be like, you know what? Like I can just tune these guys out. I have to keep pushing forward. I have to keep getting better. I have to keep grinding. Um, and if it makes them look better, so be it. But this is what I need to do in order to survive and, and ultimately be successful. And it took me a couple of years to figure that out. Okay. I had a serious, <clears throat> a serious rebellion phase, um, like my first two years. Again, like we had talked my redshirt year, it was super mental for me. Like, I just, I didn't practice that hard. I didn't, so I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. they're, they're not, I'm not playing. Were you they still training really, as a receiver? Yes, I was yeah. still playing receiver, but I was on scout team. So I was going against first team defense, but I was like, I mean, what do I need to go hard for? Like, if I go too hard, I make them look bad, and they don't want that. So you kind of have to play at, like, 80 to 90%, and I, it just – I like, I got bored. Like, so yeah. I found myself, like, yeah, I'd get through practice, but it was like, all right, what are we doing after practice? We're going out. What are we doing? Team's traveling. We're not traveling. Like, let's, let's go out. Let's find the party. Let's go have some fun. Let's go blow off some steam because <laughs> you're getting screamed at all day. You're not playing. Yeah. got to have fun somewhere. Yeah. So that's where I started to divert my attention. And it took a couple of years before I realized, like, okay, you got to just put that shit aside. Like, the alternative is worse. How far away was your college from the Strip? Very far. So Reno mm-hmm. is actually, like, further west geographically than L.A. So it's up by Lake Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't know the a, college was in. Uh, I thought it was closer. I don't oh, know. Oh, the UNLV? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, UNLV is our rival. They didn't beat us one year I was there. Just want to put that out there, by the way. Yeah, we smacked <laughs> UNLV. We hung But that's the college that's right next to the Strip, kind of, right? Yeah, UNLV. Okay, yeah, UNLV is by the Strip. There are in-state rivals, so we mm-hmm. would play them. And, you know, you get every, you you know you get your break after like every ASU practice. Exactly. It's yeah. like the state champs. And yeah. Nevada's neat because, well, at the time, they didn't have a pro team. So the, if you won the rivalry, you were the best team in the state. Gotcha. So you always had, yeah, you always had bragging rights. So For sure. Yeah. But that was, um, yeah, so Nevada took me a couple of years to really figure it out. I started figuring it out my junior year and senior year. I started to have some success there. I was playing a lot as a junior, uh, played a lot as a senior, and then was able to actually get some looks going forward for the NFL. Um, went to minicamp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Was cut shortly after. Moved back home. Um, Packers had reached out, said, Hey, are you, are you still trying to play? And at that point I just didn't love the game mm-hmm. that much. I had already been through it. I had survived. The last helmet I put on was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer helmet. That was good enough for me. I was saying, okay, I'm out. I don't really want to play at this level. I want to help guys play at this level. When did you make that mental decision? Obviously you were thinking about it prior to that. When did you start <clears throat> realizing that, hey, man, I want to, I kind of want to help train and I want to get into this industry. So that started for me a little bit in college. Okay. Um, so I got my health science degree, which kind of allows you to, like I was in with a lot of like the PT students, the nursing students, um, but I didn't want to be a nurse. And I thought about doing like physical therapy. And then I worked in a PT clinic and I wanted to blow my brains out because you don't <laughs> like so fucking boring. You don't work with hardly any athletes. Like, Think old ladies who fell down and hurt their hip can barely move. Think workers' comp guys who are in no rush to get back to work because they're trying to milk that insurance. Like, there's no motivated people in the physical therapy space. So I, I forget how many hours I did, and I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm not doing that either. I'd rather make sure people don't have to go to therapy and do more of the strength and conditioning side and help people out. But I figured it would help my pedigree if 
I got to that level and can say like, look, I've been here. Trust me. I know the way I know how to get there. I can help you. You just got to listen to me. Yeah. And, and if you won the, whatever that. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The spark rating that was, yeah. yeah and say, I'll, I'll have that forever. But yeah. it was, it, it, it all kind of culminated, you know, having that guy take me under his wing and kind of changing my trajectory of my athletic career. And I thought, well, like, fuck it. If he can help me with it, why can't I pass those same principles on? Why can't I help the next guy who's, you know, maybe a fringe player make that leap to the division one to maybe, maybe it's a person who's never going to play college and all of a sudden they can make a D two roster, a D three roster, but just trying to, no matter what your athletic ceiling is, is maximizing it. That's really what I would say that we're the best at is like, yeah, maybe you're not a blue chip. Maybe you're not a, you know, an Alabama recruit, but maybe we can take you from nothing to something and totally change your life. I mean, at the end, it got me a look at camp. I had no debt, got my education paid for. Yeah. Like it's, it like, that's such a good starting spot to come in with my career that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to. For sure, and yeah. it's there. Yeah. what did you do after graduation? So after graduation, trained for a pro day, went to, went to Tampa Bay, got cut, moved back home to Phoenix, and then was just kind of mulling around having a little bit of an identity crisis. was like, yeah. okay, like, I'm not going to play, but, like, what am I going to do? So did, did you – I got I got a question. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I had another buddy in high school that was the man. He was the strongest pound-for-pound guy on the team, the Superman. He was a little smaller, but really, really talented, always good. He played running back. And as soon as high school was done, that ended, and he – kind of blew it, up it it fucked with his head yeah because he used to be the man yep and immediately you're no longer the man yeah you're just all. a normal dude you're just a normal fucking guy yeah and i would say i mean you can make the argument that yeah you're a normal guy but you're almost a little bit behind because you haven't really learned to develop any other skills like yeah you get some teamwork and you get some camaraderie but you're so focused on training and yeah, football that sense. that doesn't really there's some stuff but that's not, your life exactly that's your yeah, life not yeah. a lot of that translates to yeah, yeah. you know I if you get a desk it. job and working at a cubicle like you're like what the fuck is this like, yeah i gotta work by myself and focus on it stare at a screen all day yeah. like you're just it's so it's so out of your realm and i've had so many guys like buddies of mine who went through that too it's like you get cut you know, you, you play on an NFL team for three years, but you, you're not rich. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? And then the job that you just had has no correlation to the career field you're looking at unless you somehow decide to stay in sports and coach or broadcast or do whatever. But there's a serious identity crisis that goes on with that. And I'm, you just kind of, like, sit there and feel sorry for yourself. And then you realize, like, okay, I got to pick this shit up. I got to get moving. How much of that did you experience after getting out of uh, college and, you know, doing the – it, it was a good amount, I'd say, for the first, like, month or two yeah. coming out. Because then you, there's, like, a – it's like a breakup, right? You got to, yeah. like – you got to compartmentalize and be like, okay, this is done. Like, yeah, this what is am I done, doing? done. I'm, like, I'm backing away. This is it. Like, time to, like, get over that and then transition and move on to something else. And so I was, I was living at home with my parents, like, which is also weird if you've lived four or five years without them. All of a sudden you move back in and you're thinking, you know, I was like, – college football stud and now just living at home with my parents <laughs> trying to figure shit out like it's, it's how like long fall. were you with the Buccaneers for though uh, you got so I never even made it to a preseason game it was yeah. like a cup of coffee and then you're out like that was it and so it was to me at the time I didn't have like I just didn't really 
think I was that good. I didn't have a ton of confidence. I had probably had six concussions from college that were documented, let alone the other ones that you try to hide. So my, I was beat up. I had already, I had had a shoulder surgery in college too, like been through the ringer and I just didn't love the game that much and didn't have a ton of confidence. But I did know that like I had my degree. I had it and I knew I wasn't a numb nuts. Like yeah. I know what I'm doing. I'm not like, I'm not one of those dudes who needs to like try to hang on to the league because if I don't do it, I have nothing else. Like I had confidence that I could like help other people. I could adjust well to a work setting without really, you know, with, with minor struggle. So I was able to use that. I started, I was hanging out at home and oddly enough, like a cousin was like, Hey, you know, my friend is the strength and conditioning coach at ASU. Have you thought about just reaching out to them? It's like, nah, I haven't actually, but I'll give him a shot. Threw out an email, just seeing if they were looking for help. Emailed me back like two hours later. It was like, yeah, can you come in tomorrow morning? It's like, okay, that was quick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So went out there and then hopped in on the sports performance program at ASU, which was actually awesome. Like I thought I just wanted to work with football. They used me in wrestling, men's and women's swim and dive, football, um, like just a bunch of different track and field, like a bunch of sports that I really hadn't been exposed to. And again, I'd been in my football world for five years. Like that was a whole different you know, a whole different category for me that I, I hadn't had any experience in. And it was really cool because those guys would travel for the football games. But how they work it is the staff, like the head football staff, there's usually about five guys. But each one of those five guys is responsible for the strength and conditioning of the other teams. So they work with football mainly, but like, you know, maybe the lowest assistant is working with the wrestling team. Gotcha. Well, if they're on the road for an ASU football game, who's going to take the wrestling team on a Friday? I got to do it. Uh, that's cool. So all of a sudden, you're, you start leading groups. You start connecting with the wrestlers. You start connecting with the swim and dive players. Like, you really, like, get into How it. How did the strength and conditioning vary from sport to sport? Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. It's, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, everybody wants to improve most of the same athletic uh, capacities, right? Like, they all want to be stronger. They want to be a little bit more explosive. Yeah. Yep, a little bit faster. <clears throat> um, but, like... I, I use wrestling, for example, like wrestling. I love training those guys because they expect to get beat down. Yeah. And part of being a good wrestler is being able to tolerate the shittiest of stuff. Yeah, wrestlers are tough. Wrestlers are really tough. And the ASU wrestling team was no joke. I think they had a national champion at the time when we were working with them. So we would just come in there and we would do like some really smart training with them. Like we'd make them more explosive, but we could also like have free reign to the coaches be like, do whatever you want. Just fuck them up. Like, so we would literally, I remember sitting with the strength and conditioning coach and we would just sit there and be like, all right, what is the shittiest stuff you've ever done? And how can we make that worse? So we came up with a whole like regimen, a whole training, a whole, like it was, it was a hell week for them mm -hmm. of all the shittiest stuff we've ever done as athletes. Here you and go. Yeah. Full circle. Exactly. Full <laughs> circle. And then throw it all into one workout. Yeah. Not, not just like the shittiest thing you've done from one workout, but throw it all together as many as you can do and then do it all in one workout. And these guys just ate it up. Yeah. They loved it. So yeah. there's different. And now you go to a swim and dive team that's like men's and women's. You're not doing that. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. there's still a lot of the same capacities, right? Like they still want to be more explosive. Like even just a, a jump off the board, if yeah. you can get a little bit more distance there, you get the head start. Like, and then having like obviously being better pulling power to swim through the water. Like that's why they all have good lats. Yeah. Their backs are very strong. So you just, you kind of take the sport 
um, how it is, and then focus on certain muscle groups or muscle systems that are that get more work from from their sport, and make sure that those are dialed in correctly. Yeah. So that's kind of how you that's kind of how you change. Like like swim and dive, like max strength doesn't really matter, right? Like yeah. and you want it's be more thin. endurance, yeah. And you want to be thin, you want to be slender. The football team has to be. I mean, like fuck, if you can't squat six hundred pounds, like. <laughs> You can't block anybody. You're going to get pushed out of the way. Yeah. So you have to be strong. You have to be able to run. So there's a lot of different qualities about each sport. And so a lot of the stuff is the same. It's just, you know, playing with the integrations, like how, what, how volume do you use? Like obviously way more squats for football than there is for swim. Um, you know, more endurance there, less reps for football. And so it's just trying to mimic, you know, their sport. So if they're, you know, if they're swimming for 2,000 meters – you want them slender, you want their endurance good, you want them lean, you want them, as opposed to a football lineman's just got to be huge and he's got to be strong at all costs. What, uh, how long did you do that for? So I was at ASU for, I want to say, made it like seven or eight months. Okay. And then there was another fork in the road. So it's like, we were doing a good job, things were going well, and then usually at that stage what they do is they offer you, like, a grad assistant position. So How much are you making when you started? <laughs> shit. Like, you're making maybe two grand a month. Okay. If that. Not much. Yeah, not yeah. much at all. Yeah. But they pay you in knowledge, right? So yeah, you're yeah. working with staff, you're football only, you're traveling. So I got an offer to go to Akron, Ohio. Okay. I had four days' notice, so I had to move from here. And this is in January. Yeah. So I'm looking cold around, as shit. cold <laughs> as shit, and I'm talking to her like, you know, we, we put the recommendation for you, you got the job, like, you got to go. I'm like, fucking four days, like, what do I do all my stuff? Where am I going to stay? Like, yeah. I don't have a house, I don't, I'm not enrolling classes, like, all this. But, like, you just figure out, like, coach has a couch for you to sleep on in the football facility, you just stay there. Like, what? Like, yeah. sleeping on a couch, like, going out to Akron, like, I don't know, it just didn't really, like, add up to me. And just, yeah. I was like, it didn't seem that good. They're like, you got to go, you got to take this great opportunity. Sleeping on a couch in Akron and getting a master's, like, doesn't sound that great to me. And plus, when, you're, when you work at the team level, too, like, seeing the back end of it, it's not, it's not as glorious as you think it is. Oh, I'm sure. Because you get guys who are studs, right? Like, ASU's got some dogs. Like, they come in. If they don't want to fucking train that day, they're going to make sure they're not training that day. I mean, we had players literally fight strength and conditioning coaches because they didn't want to squat that day. And, yeah, it was on the program, but, like, you look at that and you're like, I'm not interested. I'm not trying to fight players. I'm trying to help yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the dude that they resent. Like, I want to be the dude that they want to come to for help. Yeah. I don't want to fight guys. If they don't want to be there, I don't want to be there. Yeah, and agree. so, and so coming from you know training with a private guy and then seeing you know the school side, the backside, private seemed more my style. Oh. I wanted to work with guys who were like were looking for extra work, were, were hungry, that were yeah. committed and wanted to do it. I didn't want to try and. Force somebody, to, force somebody to squat. like, And plus, a lot of those guys are such genetic freaks anyway. Like, Your training doesn't really affect them. Like, It's not going to make them that much better. I wanted to make an impact. Yeah, it's yeah. like, again, because of my background, how much it helped me, I wanted to do that for somebody else. Yeah. I didn't want to just like train a high-level Division One guy just to say I did. Like, That's cool, but if I didn't help him, if he did it all without me, like, what the fuck's the point? Why am I going to brag about him? So... It was like, guys, I appreciate the Akron offer, but I think I'd rather go private. They're like, all right, good luck. Go do it. <laughs> so, and at this point, that's when you went private? Yep. Went private and then, yep, and then that was when I went on private. So I worked at a clinic right up the street here. Um, I ended up staying there for like seven years. It was this tiny. Oh, seven years. Yeah. yeah. At the, 
at the PT yep, spot? Yeah, at okay. the PT spot. I yep. there yeah, I was there for a long time. That's so we came time. in. It was a super small spot. It was like 1,200 square feet. They were going under um, and just started just started hustling, just started working, just, you know, handing out what I knew and trying to help people out. And then um, we started getting some business, and then we grew that to 2,400 square feet and then bumped that up to 3,000 square feet. And we just, like, slowly started getting more and more people and started making a name for ourselves in this in this area. What percentage was PT versus actual training? <clears throat> um, at that time, it was probably, when I first started, it was like, eh, I don't know, maybe 75, 20 um, athletes versus PT. But at the time, I didn't have a book. Like, I hadn't trained anybody. Nobody knew who I was. I was just this dude that, like, oh, he used to play football. But yeah. nobody at that time really knew who I was. I was old at that time and still trying to get a book and get clients. And I had gotten my first two clients from, uh, a PT aide who decided to like quit and didn't do it. So he's like, Hey, do you want to train these people for me? And I've still trained those people to this day. Were you still, cause I know you're pretty educated and you have a lot of knowledge when it comes to <clears throat> specific things. Were you studying during that time that you were working at the PT spot or were you already, did you already know this? Like how did that's a great, that's a great education? It's all about continued education. Okay. The shit I learned in college, I go back and look at my notes from, like, exercise fizz, and I'm like, this is absolute dog bullshit. shit. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Like, none of the fucking reps and percentages even make sense. Like, you get like you physically can't even do those. So I'm like, I can't believe we were really learning that in college. And then you go through. So I reconnected with the guy who trained me in high school, and I remember that he had learned. He had a mentor here that he had worked with, so I reached out to him. Gotcha. Started picking up some education, and the guy who even coached him ended up being, like, in my opinion, probably the best strength conditioning coach of all time. He has Olympic medalists in 23 different sports, which is unreal. Well, uh, on yeah. that note, you used to Olympic weightlift too. Yeah, I did when do did, that. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a stint. So that was when I was down at ASU. I was working with these guys, and they were huge Olympic weightlifters, um, coaching style-wise. Okay. Um, they were decent lifters, but not that good. But I had lifted so much. Like, I'd put in so many hours and so much work, and we did it in college, that they were like, hey, dude, like, you could actually be pretty good if you – like, let us coach you. Like, let us program for you. We'll write you some programs and just see where it takes you. I was like, okay. So I was still working at the time, and I started doing some Olympic weightlifting, and then I got up to, like, I, know, I was, like, top 15 in the nation for my weight class at one point, and I had only I mean, I'd only done it for not even a year. Damn. So, yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. Um, and, you know, I had rode that out. But that also gave me some experience, too, because you're working with these guys. Like, the guys who were writing my programs, like, one is the director of sports performance for the, for the commanders now. Yeah. Like, brilliant guy. Another mentor. Uh, he's working for the Houston Texans now. Like, these are – it was – looking back on it, it's really cool to see how we were all young and early in our careers, and now everybody's, like, succeeding and doing really well, and these are really smart dudes. I'm, like, so lucky that the guys who trained me and, like, helped me out turned out to be, like, really fucking smart, like, really brilliant. So I had no choice but to only know good training. Yeah. I, did, I never had a chance to learn bad training. That's all I knew. Awesome. Yeah. So, it so was, when you say you learned, it was all just from one-on-one -on -one training as well. Like you don't, you never went back and got your master's. Nope. Never went back and got my master's, got my undergrad. But I, I mean, it, you get a bunch of certs, but like really the key to like getting, <laughs> like getting good at this is finding the right people and just getting their time and asking them as many questions as you can. So the guy who's got the Olympic, uh, the Olympic medalist in 23 different sports. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars to go to camps and seminars with him. Um, and he's kind of private, like he's tough to get in with and he's very expensive, but the knowledge you get back in return is like 
you know, crazy valuable. His motto was always, you know, learn more to earn more. And it was like, okay, yeah. like that makes sense. And then all of a sudden it's like, you start picking this up and it just starts setting you apart from, especially in training. Like it, it starts to put you, you know, separate you from other trainers. There's it, training is like the wild, wild west. Like anybody can get an online cert, but, or anybody can look decent in training, but that doesn't mean they know shit. Like there's, there's an actual science to it. There is a science component in the dig, the deeper you dig, the more you know, the more you can apply, the, the smarter the training is, like, and the better results you're going to get with, I mean, always with hard work, but sometimes you just got to work smarter and harder, not just harder. Yep. You mentioned that your first two clients, you're still training them today. Yep. So how many clients did you essentially have on your books until you said, you know what, I'm going to open my own gym? So, shit, I probably got up to, like, you know, on any given week, I'd see 30 to 50 personal training clients. Um, and then you, that's not including the athletes that come in in the afternoons, plus the teams that we were working with at the time. Um, so we were able to build a pretty decent book, uh, and build a decent reputation in the area, especially with athletics. Like Mick, as you guys know, is like my, we'll interview him. too. Yeah. He, he's got a good story about, you know, being able to dunk at five, six or however tall he is. Yeah. And that's um, like, he, helped me look good because I trained him yeah. to get there. Right. And then all of a sudden he does it and he goes to sunny slope and the sunny slope kids are like, what the fuck? How are you dunking now? Yeah, like, what have yeah. you been doing? And all of a sudden they're like, he's like, Oh yeah, I've been training with Shane doing whatever. So like, all right, well, we want to do what he's doing. So then Mick would go out there and train them and put them all through the same program that I had put him through. Like it's, and it's just blossomed from there. We've been with sunny slope for like seven years now. They refer us to a bunch of other schools. We help them out. Like it's just, if you do good work, people will, people will market for you. They'll, yeah. you don't, you don't have to go out there and sell yourself if you're doing quality work. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we, I agree. that's, that's how we built it. But we, we built that book, um, all the way up until COVID. Honestly, I probably would have stayed there if, you know, if COVID didn't happen, it was a, it was a weird gym deal. shut down. Gym shut Either. down. So it was, it was a weird, it was, it was a blessing in disguise, but so we're there. COVID hits. Um, and we're connected with the PT clinic, right? So we got the PT, we've got the, you know, the athletic performance side. And at the time I had, I had already kind of threatened to leave cause I wasn't getting paid enough and I was looking to do something bigger and better. And they're like, you know what, but we'll, we'll bring you on as a partner. You can have ownership, blah, blah, blah. And they totally lied to me about the numbers and how much I was going to pay and how much I was going to receive. And so I was like, well, fuck this. I'm out. And they're like, okay, that's probably what's best for you anyway. Like we, we respect that decision. COVID hits and they're like, Hey, stay put. Don't leave. We don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm this time I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. Like gyms are closing down. Yeah. I've got an NFL guy I'm training. We're like sneaking into the gym late at night. So nobody tattles on us. Like it's, it's, just, it's, it's super weird. So we're, we're going through this COVID deal. And again, they're like, hang tight. We don't know what's, what's, what, you know, what's going on. I said, yeah, for sure. So all of a sudden, I'm training these guys and they're like, we're, you know, we're going to keep you on salary. Uh, we want you taking PT clients. We want you, you know, trying to make some money and keep things going. Uh, meanwhile, therapy could stay open because at that time it was an essential business, right? There was essential versus non-essential. My side was non-essential. Theirs was essential. And they were following the rules. They were following the rules. Like <laughs> yep, exactly. They were following the rules. They had their beds socially distanced and they're like, you know what? Like you can see PT clients. I mean, you can train them, but if they're with, you know, on our database, we can, we can just, you know, rule it as a, as a PT, therapy session. Yeah. yeah. 
So I was taking people or keeping my salary. And then anybody who I couldn't take, I was running out to parks, doing outdoor, this park, that park, wherever, just buzzing around all day, trying to try to make money really for them, try to get these sessions going and make some money. And then all of a sudden my salary gets cut. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, I guess that's how it is now. Payroll calls me and they're like, hey, how come your, your salary got cut? I was like, fuck, I don't know. I thought you guys, don't you guys make the calls on that? They didn't tell you? No. Not, not a word. And so what I had found out is that the clinic director who owned that PT clinic and part of my sports performance side, who I thought I was tight with, um, just decided that I was making too much money at the time and just cut my salary and made me go to an hourly wage. Didn't say anything, didn't do anything. Just like, and this is a guy that came to my wedding. Like That's I thought crazy. it was nuts, dude. Is I that was the like, guy that you looked at the space with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, that was him. Yeah, like, dude, we used to be tight. Like, I thought yeah. it was, like, the next big thing. So, he, uh, meanwhile, my wife's eight months pregnant. So, was my this... My insurance is through the company. When you and looked at the space, did had that happened yet? No, that okay. had not happened yet. We were tight. That was when I had threatened to, like, hey, okay. if we don't do something bigger, like, I'm going to bounce out. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get something bigger. Let's do some PT. Let's do some, okay. let's do some sports performance. We'll look at it for it. But again, like I wasn't ever calling the shots. It was either going to yeah, be yeah. him and the head of Foothills and all that. So um, all of a sudden he calls me on like May 8th and he's like, hey, I'm shutting down the gym. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like he's like, you got three weeks to get out. Wow. And I was like, thanks. Fuck. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So you cut my salary, um, cut my insurance. I've got a pregnant wife on the way. And you just, and it's not like, what the fuck was I going to do? Go work at another gym? Yeah. There were no gyms. There were no gyms. Everything was open or nothing was open. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll fucking figure it out. So, and meanwhile, Mick's like playing basketball in his front yard. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, well, we can't stop training. Like, we got a good thing going. We got to keep this going. So he's like, I'm down to ride. He's like, whatever we got to do. So we scraped together every dollar we had, came to Steve, said, hey, like, we'll, we'll take the spot, wrote him the check, hopped in. Um, whole subset of issues after that, though, like, not only were gyms not supposed to be open, you couldn't fucking buy anything. Nothing was shipping. Nobody was working. So how do you outfit a gym? Yeah, you can open a gym, but where if I can get all your equipment? So we're renting U-Hauls. We're buying shit from other gyms. I know other gym owners. I like, hear, take this, take this, take that, take that. And we just kind of scraped together everything we had and just threw it in there. And the people that we had trained at the previous spot were like, hey, just let us know when doors are open. We're there day one. I was like, all right, this is awesome if it's true. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between showing up and actually opening your wallet to make it happen. So we locked the front doors. We would open the back, and people started coming in. Like, I, I, dude, I was training people with no floor. People didn't give a shit. They're like, I just want to work out. Yeah. I don't care. I and I want to support. Yeah, People like, were jealous because I have a gym, I had a gym in the back here. Yeah, and say yours was – everybody was hitting you up about yeah. it. Everybody oh, wanted yeah. a piece of that. And we had guys in there. I'm like, hey, sign this waiver just in case you slip and fall. I've got no floor, like minimal equipment. Like, it was – it was, it was a shit show at the time, but people stuck with it. Like, people supported us and rolled, cool. and, yeah, no, it was really awesome to see. And all of a sudden, like, start getting your floor in. You start getting some equipment ordered in. It's starting to, like, look like a gym a little bit, and those people just kept showing up and kept supporting. It was, like, to me, it was, like, one of the most powerful things I'd ever been a part of because you just think, like, <sighs> yeah, at least the way I took it is, like, yeah, people say they support you and they got your back and they'll show up day one, but they actually fucking showed up. Yeah. They trained and they paid and they did whatever they could to help out. They're, people offer you want me to prepay for a year to help you get on your feet. Yes. Like it was, dude. It was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. It was, uh, didn't have to think about yeah, that yeah. one, but it was like it was so powerful and it was just like a testament to 
if you do the right thing and take care of those around you, they, they will take care of you in your time of need. Yeah. And at that time, it was the scariest time of my life. Again, you got a kid on the way, my but first one. That's being comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. fuck. Like, Sometimes I'm definitely defying yeah. the odds. The, the, the best things happen when you take risks, right? Yep. So And that's why I said it was a blessing in disguise. Like, without yeah. that, like... Silver lining. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was making... I was comfortable at my spot. I was, you yeah. know, building a good book. Comfortable is like, not good. It's not good. Yeah. Like, and at that point... We had looked at the spot with you, and I was like, I don't know, like, eh, like yeah. paralysis by analysis. You can, like, fucking analyze yourself to death. Or you could just nut up and do it. Yeah. And then usually, uh, people had always told me, like, your biggest regret is going to be that you didn't do it sooner. Yeah. And yeah. it is. Yeah. That's the biggest regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Because when you nut up and go, it's like there's no option at that point. Oh, dude, you'll find a way. Yeah, you yeah. will. Like, and even if, even if you don't, let's say you start plan A, and maybe plan A doesn't work, it'll lead you to a plan yeah. B where you're going to go somewhere. Maybe that wasn't the idea, but it led you to another one that allowed you to be successful. Like yeah. you're, As long as you keep pushing forward, but that's kind of what it forces you to do. That's where a lot of people fuck up. Is that yeah. they're just, they, they don't start. They don't start. Yeah, they don't take that first step. And eventually, it's like the treadmill. You take that first step. You're going to keep up. You'll keep going. Yeah. But you just got to fucking hop on. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. So when you started, how many trainers did you have? It was you and Mick? It was me and Mick, um, and then since then, we got another full-time guy and two part-time guys, so we're up to a staff of five right now. Um, Steve allowed us to rent a little bit more of the building space from him, so now we're 2,700 square feet plus another 2,000 square feet, um, and it's still not enough at times. So You're going bigger? Yeah, that's, that's your that, next that would be the goal. I told Steve I'm not leaving. I'm sticking around. We're staying. <laughs> We're staying in the sure. area. I don't know how I got to do it. I'll move it, out and you can have this whole 12,000 square feet. Dude, I'll take it. Yeah. I, would, I mean, this I'm was once a gym. It was a gym. Yeah. It was when once a gym. Yeah. a gym. Yeah, exactly. But, and what's funny is that I have people that I train now who used to go to that gym. Oh, and really? Yeah. It was and, a like, shit and that's exactly what they said. Right? Yeah, they're like, man, it was, you know, like, they're like, Shane, you got half the space and you have twice as many people in the gym yeah. compared to when we would it go there. It was a just, shit hole. They would have trainers. I have one client tell me, he's like, we would have trainers and I would come in and they'd be like, so what do you want to do today? He's like, what the fuck am I paying you for? Yeah. Like, that's well, the reason you, I have a trainer. You like, should have seen the trainers that were here. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I didn't get to see them, oh, so it, was, it would probably make a lot more sense if that were the case. It was pitiful. But yeah, Very I can. Pitiful. Well, and that's why, you know, and, and that's why gyms like that don't make it. Like, yeah. It's usually all about the people. Like, if you have good quality people who actually care and want to deliver a good service, you'll well, be fine. The thing about trainers, too, is if I'm not going to get have someone train me that is more out of shape than me. Yeah, right. I see you those gotta all the look time. better that, than me. That drives me nuts. And yeah. shame on you if you want to pick somebody who does that. Yeah. But I always use the metaphor. It's like, well, would you go to a doctor who smokes? Yeah. Like, he's going to give you health advice or she's yeah. going to give you health advice, but they're sitting there lighting up cigarettes? Like, yeah. no, it's the same. Like, why would you take a bat, uh, advice <clears throat> from a fat trainer? So this is a perfect segue because I did want to get into the benefits of exercise. Yeah. Mental, physical. All um, of it. Yeah, and I know this Hey, is I just started and mentally – kicking my ass see so <laughs> mentally kicking it's kicking your ass but you got to think about what's going on in the back end of that too right yeah. like you're stretching your limits you're now improving your bandwidth to handle stress like now the normal daily stress isn't going to fuck you up as much because you're used to your normal daily stress plus a physical stress yeah, yeah. you improve your bandwidth shit that sucks doesn't suck as much anymore right because you get used to it you get resilient you build resiliency through putting yourself through these orchestrated stresses and mentally, it gives you more confidence. You know you can handle more. You know you can tolerate more. Shit doesn't fuck you up like it would somebody else. You don't get as mad easily. You don't get as triggered easily. Like, it's, it doesn't 
induce that same amount of anxiety. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed, so ever since I got married, I hurt my shoulder, obviously, and I haven't been at the gym, and I felt depressed. Yeah. Like, I really didn't feel good, and then in the last, you know, month, I've my shoulder's been in a position where I've been able to work out, and yeah. I just, I feel like a totally different person. It's well, so crazy. And there's actually science behind that, so there's a certain neurotoxin in the brain that if you just, if you don't work out, it can trigger feelings of depression and anxiety. But when you go through, I think she said like 45 to 60 minutes of intense aerobic exercise, that neurotoxin gets converted to something else and it goes away. So it doesn't create these depression and anxiety symptoms. So a lot of time there is like a neurotoxin. That's but is that for someone who's constantly works out, then they stop or just the average person? Just the average person. So if you, so we, we all have it. Everybody can have this neurotoxin, but through working out and making it an intense workout, not just like a walk for like 45 minutes, but pushing your limits and getting a good solid workout in, you can actually stop that neurotoxin from converting into a depression or anxiety symptom. Yeah, so, so it's actually by science, it, it makes you less depressed. So do you feel, what, what have you noticed? How many times have you worked out since you started? Uh, like eight, maybe? I mean, I don't know how many weeks. This is like the seventh podcast. I feel like I'm doing at least two times a week, sometimes four times a week, sometimes three. It really all depends if like I'm in town or not. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been doing it consistently almost every single day. I mean, so, more than Akil wasn't there today, so I didn't see. Oh, no, Kilo actually, did he? I think nah, he did nah, he pop wasn't. in. No, he didn't he show up. That was yesterday that he yeah. popped his head in. So we do need to talk about that because we've been bashing him every uh, episode. We did get Akil in the gym. It might have been like there three times. Woo! Yeah. So it's a start. Shout but out Kilo. talking about a trend now, like really in the past, it's really been me working out in our office for Rejuvenator. Yep. We did have somebody that worked out. He, he, did, he didn't really work out the best, but he did work out previously. What was, uh, who am I talking, what's his name or videographer? Um, oh, Connor. Connor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would, he would work out. But yeah. now we got you in there. We got... Kilo. Me in there. We got Kilo and we, we got have Nick. Nick and Jordan's in there. And Jordan, oh, Jordan's, Jordan's been in there. She's Jordan's, consistent. Jordan Jordan's is consistent. She's yeah. good. She's in there like every morning. Yeah. And early. 645. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 645 yeah. in the morning yeah. getting her shit done. I'm proud of her for sure. Yeah, no, she's and she's made some serious progress yeah, too I agree. over the last year, two years. She Question great. for you though, just kind of off the topic, because I see you training with uh Steve almost every single day. Yep. And uh so you're not necessarily training training him like you're training yourself too like you're doing all the workouts yeah. you do that with every all your no. clients hell no i was about to say there's so <laughs> there's yeah no it would be impossible well plus to like steve's steve's legit like steve can yeah. fucking train so he can do virtually the same program i can do the stuff i can do is like i mean not to sound cocky but it's like pretty intense like we like when we get after it, we get after it. Like, yeah. it's a, it's not a bullshit hour. Like, and he wants me know. to work out with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but you could do it just yeah. less weight. You could. Yeah, who yeah, is, yeah. who was the, who, who was it that came in and did, did the workout one it's time? Connor. And he threw up. That's oh, what I was trying to tell him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I said, Connor threw up. But he worked out almost every single day in the gym. But he wasn't working out, bro. No. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> there's, a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between working out and then there's training. Yeah. Working out is like going in and like hitting some curls and seeing yeah, what I'm you're in the mood for. I'm working out. training. I'll nah, be real. Training is like doing, like even little stuff, like nobody wants to do legs, but we do yeah, it. Yeah. We, we did it today. Like yeah. that shit sucks. Legs, like, legs is. 
Yeah, legs is mandatory. But if you just are training by yourself and you're like, I don't feel like hitting legs today. It's or really you do easy to just one or two sets. Yeah, you do so one or two sets and you feel good about yourself. Yeah. That doesn't do anything. It, yeah, makes we'll, you, it makes you weaker mentally we'll and physically. You, hey, don't we'll say you, that, man. Don't we'll let you. Uh, we'll let you get a little bit more acclimated to it, and then you can come work out for with sure us. someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll get there, pretty boy. But it's not. Yeah, like I'll hop in with Steve, and Steve's like, "Yeah, you can hop in on my session." It used to not be like that. I didn't want to intrude on Steve's session. I wanted him to train. I wanted him to get his, get his results from it. And then Steve was like, "I was missing my workouts." I, there was a point in time where I was working out like maybe once a week. It was just trying to stack as many clients as you could barely eat well and working out with somebody is so much better yeah like even even better than getting trained like because you guys are stronger than me so it's like man i got i want to i'm not going to keep up up, but yeah yeah, i I just i'm going to push myself a little bit harder than i would always yeah and i think if you're if you're with a with a partner or with a group even and you see guys like yeah, maybe you're not as strong as them, but you see them like trying to push themselves yeah. a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. If you're just that dude who's like, and you oh, I'm just going to stay the same. I'm good. Little, like, little healthy shit talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Healthy shit talk. There's no yeah. shit. I told Mickey was fat today. I told him yeah. to put his shirt on. I was like, dude, you're fat. Don't fucking take your shirt off. Like yeah. that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. that's, that's okay. Like it's, it's okay to shit talk. It's okay to train. It's okay to go hard. And again, as long as you're training smart, like training hard is totally okay. And if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, I wouldn't advise going crazy. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't advise loading up a bar with heavy weights on squats. Most people squat incorrectly anyway, so most people need a wedge board. They don't know what a fucking wedge board is. So. Yeah, but yeah, if you train smart, like, dude, push that shit. Go what are, what other benefits outside of the mental? So I mean, obviously, there's the the, the physical component that goes yeah. without saying. But I mean, it's not even about like getting jacked or it's there's a, there's the saying that I like to use is called like, let movement be the medicine. Like a lot of times people will say, Oh, I can't work out. Like, you know, my knees ache or whatever. Like, and it's like, well, you haven't been working out and your knees ache. Maybe you should try something else and go the other way. My knees ache. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody aches like in with, with today's diet, and lifestyle, everybody's knees are going to be, everybody's inflamed. Everyone's guts fucked up. Nobody's sleeping well. So yeah, those little aches and pain, everyone's dehydrated. All those aches and pains are going to come up. But if you actually focus on moving them through full ranges of motion, full depth squats, lunges, putting, putting a calculated stress on the knee, all of a sudden your, your tendons get a little bit stronger. Your muscles actually get a little bit stronger. Your ligaments get a little bit stronger. All of a sudden you're range of motion otherwise if you if you just sit at a desk all day you're think of the range of motion you're getting oh nothing well it's one yeah you're like this it's like like when i wake up in the morning my joints hurt my ankles hurt but once i get moving that yeah you feel so much better so i i think of it as like if you're sitting in a cubicle all day and you don't move your body's just like collecting fuzz the more layers of fuzz you get the harder it is to be able to move. And that's why people get tight. Like, it's not because they're working out or muscle-bound. Like, people are tight because they don't fucking move. Like, yeah. you feel so much better if you get out. If you think about texting, being on a keyboard, look at where my posture is at just by doing that. My shoulders are up and rounded. My my chest is hunched. I'm leaning over forward like this. Yeah. Just awesome. hopping in and, yeah. But, like, just going in and doing a back day and just focusing on opening up your chest, strengthening your 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 delts, your rhomboids, your scaps makes it easier for you to sit more upright even while you're working. So now you're more likely to be working here, training your low back, training your glutes, getting yourself into these ranges of motion where you don't have to be a fucking bodybuilder. You don't have to be the strongest guy in the world, but just even doing these with body weight, 
you're going to get stronger. You're going to get better proprioception. You're going to get better stability. Like you're going to be able to just move. And then all of a sudden when you're sitting down, like things don't ache as much. That's one of the biggest things I get is people like, I'll train them. They're like, oh, I forgot about my shoulder pain. Like that feels, uh, what the hell? Wait, what shoulder was it again? Like, yeah. Is if you do it smart, you can stay healthy and you'll feel a ton better. But So for somebody like him who's trying to work on his belly, how much is diet? Versus that was exercise. actually going to be my question because you talk about sports training, yep. just training, but I haven't heard you say much about diet. Just okay, yeah, so diet is it's 80%, 90%? Minimum, yeah, minimum. Like diet is a lot of it. And so, yeah. um, I mean, I don't think you can out-train a bad diet unless you're like one of those genetic freaks like Chad Johnson who could eat McDonald's every day and still be super skinny, but that is like the 0.0001% of the population. That's none yeah. of us. So nobody you'll run into can do that. But if you really want to see results, results in the body composition that you really want, you, ha it has to be like, you have to train and you have to eat right. And honestly, if you eat well enough, you don't have to train as hard. You don't have to kill yourself. Like you can just get a good workout in eat right and you will see, you will see body composition changes. Now you all of a sudden you start ramping up the training, training really hard. It's a catch-22 because if you, if you train really hard, and we've talked hungrier. about this, Steve, yeah, you're hungry, yeah. so your appetite goes through the roof. My, most my people, appetite has gone up quite yeah, a bit. Your, your appetite will go up, which is, which is nothing wrong with, you know, like, I mean, obviously your body's craving. It, it has higher energy output, so it wants more energy intake. But most people, when they're starving, they don't take the time to, you know, chop up a salad or cook at home. It's, you know, they cook. <laughs> They eat whatever they can get their hands on first. Eat your child like, snacks. Taco exactly. Bell. Yep, exactly. Taco Bell, Canes, like you name it. And yeah. so that's not, I mean, that's not going to fly. So the quality of food is, is huge there. But if you're really looking for the body composition changes, diet has to be number one, has to be dialed in. Like you, I, I mean, and some weight loss clients, the training, I'll, I'll even keep very low level. And really the emphasis should be diet. Diet, yeah. yep. And you, so what's a basic diet plan look like for someone who's trying to cut some weight? I mean, that is, I mean, chicken and broccoli for two weeks. I mean, two weeks, rest, I, rest of your life. Yeah, God exactly. Yeah, I mean, the rest of your life. I mean, really everybody should be striving to eat, um, whole foods. Yeah. Clean. So yeah. Eating clean. So, I mean, now there's, you know, you know what whole foods means. Uh, the grocery store? Whole no. Foods? The Whole Foods grocery store? No, because they got bad shit over there, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, but Whole Foods, I think of, like, protein sources. Okay, if it had... Fish, if it, chicken. If it had eyes, eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, fish, chicken, you know, bison, ground beef, anything. If it could swim, fly, run, it's good to eat. Fruits, vegetables. Yeah. If you stick to those... No I mean, processed. Yeah, no, no processed. No pasta? No, no pasta. Yeah. I mean, you could eat pasta occasionally, but not. But that. see, like, if you're really trying to get there, like, I, I feel like I, you're, like, sabotaging. What about rice? Because nah, not until you're lean. So you don't, so the meals, but you eat, I mean, you're lean. So I guess because I just ate one of the meals, the meal preps from today, and there yeah. was a bunch of rice in there. I ate it because I was hungry as yeah. fuck. But. Yeah, exactly. You're going to mm. eat that. And plus, like, I mean, there's, there's so many details to it. But No beans? Nope. No beans. Damn. Lentils, no. right? Yep. Lentils, no lentils. Those are beans. Those, oh, really? Yeah. Those, so, yeah, they have protein in them, but they're high carbs. Okay. So, no. No beans, no rice, My no cereals, no pastas. I, tell her I can't eat no beans. No breads. 
Well, it's, it's a lifestyle, and it depends on how bad you want it. Like I said, do you want to be a prize fighter, or do you want to be a backroom, back, backyard brawler? How skinny is a backyard brawler? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, they're, they're, there ain't they're no money backyard brawlers. <laughs> but you also got to think, like, keep it, keep it big picture, too. Like, I, I, I work with people. I talk with people about this stuff, right? And they think that it's forever. It's not forever. It's just if you, want, if you really want to get to a certain goal— like, this is the sacrifice it takes. I think of it like saving money, right? Like, if you're in a deficit, like, if you're in the hole by $1,000 and you want to get back to zero. You're, you're not gonna, spending it. You're not spending anything. Yeah. But if you're, like, eating a little bit of this, a little a bit of there, analogy. that's a spend. A that's a analogy. spend. Yeah, like, you've, you've used all your spends, yeah. all right? You've eaten enough Taco Bell to last you a while. <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're going to be okay. Like, you can yeah. eat whole foods. It's more of a mind thing. It's more of a craving. And there's always a protein test that I'll accompany with it. Like, if a piece of just shredded chicken doesn't sound good you're having a craving you're not actually hungry so drink some water shut the fuck up and go sit down and you probably we probably got enough here really? you're not going to starve to death I've you're going to be I, all right i haven't that's interesting i've never looked at it like that so if if a just a piece of chicken doesn't sound good you're having a craving interesting yeah and say oh that sounds good you're not really hungry you're just having a craving that's gotcha. just yeah you brought up water how much of a dieting is consuming water water i used to think was very like yeah, you know, hokey pokey, but there's actually some really good evidence to it. Um, dieting, especially, yeah, it, it, it's going to help. And I think a lot of people can cure cravings or like curb cravings by having um, balanced electrolytes and good hydration. Um, a lot of people, when they do have these cravings for something sweet or something, you know, savory or whatever, a lot of times it's because they are dehydrated and they're lacking some sort of mineral um, and the, you know, the first one to hit is sugar free. Sure. No, 38 <laughs> grams of carbs. 30, can't drink that. Yeah, either. exactly. And look at the ingredient list on that. Hey, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that after the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And so that's a whole nother thing too. The ingredient yeah. list will ruin your thyroid and affect your metabolic rate and all that. But, uh, what, what were we saying? Just about? Drinking water in general. Yeah. yeah. Drinking water in general. Actually, Steve and I just talked about this earlier. I think you should drink whatever your body weight is. Half of that in ounces. It's an easy way to... So, like, a, a gallon a day, is that, like, a proven fact? That's, that's a good number. Yeah, that's a good number, but you also... I, a lot of depends, fucking water. Depends on how... I mean, it's four of these. It's a, it's a lot of water, but when you read about the benefits, not only, like, again, like, body composition, when you read about, you know, the, like, the tissues in the body, how much of them are made up of water? I mean, you're 70-something so 70, 70 percent water? Brain fog, even more than that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how... You, yeah, brain fog is one of them, but, like... I mean, there, there's arguments for, I would say probably the minimum is 70%, but you're going to feel like if you're dehydrated, like you're not going to focus as well. Strength output is down, so you're not going to get as good of a workout, and you're going to feel achier. So all those knick snacks, whatever, some, sometimes people just come in with a little like extra knee pain, and they don't really know why they didn't do anything. Shit, it can be dehydration. All of a sudden, you step on top of your hydration and then overdo it and then make sure you get your electrolytes balanced. You're eating a little bit better, and then you feel better. Then you can train and have a higher strength output. So hydration, I would say, is is very important. Cool, cool. Yeah. It'll be my intention this week, I think. So on intentions, did you follow through with yours? What was my intention? Well, let me think about this. Oh, yeah, so I did meal prep, but I meal prep pasta, so <laughs> I guess that Jesus shit don't count. Okay, but let's... That's a start. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's tried. a start. Like, so, it, for anybody who's thinking about it out there, cooking at home is still going to be far better 
than eating, eating out, out or grabbing yeah. food. Because they don't, they try to make it taste good. They don't give exactly. a fuck what they put in exactly. it. Exactly. They, they try to make it purposely addictive yeah. so you come back and spend more money, right? Yeah. But they use, they use worse quality, higher yeah. portions Oil. of it. Yeah. yeah. The oils are terrible. The quality of the food is actually terrible. And they over salt, they over flavor everything, which is not good for you. Do you like I probably salt? did the same. Yeah, yeah. What kind of salt you use? Uh, the, the pink one, the pink Himalayan. Okay. Got to do the But I, I also use the regular salt. one. Don't do that. The yeah. iodine salt. Don't do that. I mean, I've done that, but I got like three different salts in my cabinet, yeah. honestly. Like I, the, the rock, the just the, the regular rock. table salt. You got the rock. You got the and rock. Then, <laughs> and then the pink one. The iodized is like poison. Throw that shit out. Yeah, I got that in my cabinet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, throw that, it away. Yeah, throw it away. That shit causes high blood pressure. So a lot of people, like salt got a bad rap for a while, right? It's because if, if it's iodized, it will raise blood pressure. And then you get a blood pressure med, and then all of a sudden you got this whole other litany of issues. But colored salt is the way to go. It can be pink. can be, I mean, you can do like a, a black sea salt, Celtic, all yeah. of that. All that is fine. But that actually has vitamins and minerals on it. And you will have less cravings if you put more of that salt on your food. You need a lot of it, though. Yeah. It's not like. Well, and, and, and you can. It's like, it, it's free. It's not there's bad no, for exactly. Me. There's no guilt to it. So throw that shit on everything. Hey, that's put, good to know. Put, put some in your water. So, so as far as the meal prep this week, are you going to meal prep differently? Oh yeah, I'm going to do chicken and broccoli. Okay, there you go for life. Not yeah. yet, no, but for sure. I, I think obviously moving forward, my intention last week was to meal prep. Just so you know, have you been listening to the podcast? Yes. Pretty much every week, we set these intentions for ourselves. Yep. Uh, we're kind of just stacking up at this point. I've been going to the gym. Good. Uh, start meal prepping was my pretty much my goal last week. Gonna have to continue it this week. The other one was smarter. The other one was impulse control. How'd you do with that? Well, I didn't buy anything for myself. But that doesn't need to be impulse. That it could be. Oh no! So every day after the gym, I could have uh, ate anywhere, but I've been going to salad and go. Okay. Salad and go. And normally, I get two ranches and extra egg. I didn't get that. What'd you get? Just one ranch. Good. Yeah, Yeah. one ranch. One ranch is enough for that. Kept the egg. I normally be like, cause salad and go. Pro tip: You tell them like, yo, an extra egg. They don't charge you. Yeah, oh. I mean an egg's good. Damn, yeah, you, yeah, you 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 just blew their cover. But. <laughs> yeah, I like, so I know me, but I was like, you know what? I, I don't need the extra egg, and I don't need you know an extra ranch because ranch pretty fattening. You know, I would only imagine. Yeah, ranch is pretty much all fat, but I mean you're still winning the game. Like I don't throw a fit over salad dressing if you're eating salad. Like there's so yeah. many worse options out there. Like that. that I mean, you're not going to see anybody on my 600 pound line because they had too much salad dressing. Like, <laughs> yeah, but pretty much every day last drink that's what I ate. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, unless you're drinking that shit out of the fucking cup. Just and going so, to town. some salad dressings are better. I bet ranch is probably better because there's less sugar in it than some other. Yeah, it's I mean, like a vinaigrette. Just, yeah, it's usually just high fat. I mean, obviously, like a uh, olive oil balsamic, balsamic vinaigrette is, yeah. is is the way to go. But let's it's baby steps. We'll get yeah, there. For yeah, sure. like, so I think overall, with my intentions, I, I'm on the right path as okay. far as last week. What about you? Yeah, what's Steve's intentions? Well, I'm curious to. I mean, mine. I haven't drank in this whole month till this weekend. Till tomorrow, because um, I'm <laughs> gonna go out in a big form. way. Yeah. yeah, and then we're going to Rocky Point Thursday. So, you know, I'll just be realistic and tell myself. Um, I obviously read that book, and then we were doing the uh, impulse control, which I struggled with a little bit. I'll be honest with you. What I, what what part of the impulse control? Having like? a kid, like you said, that's why you said when when you said if would you eat a piece of chicken or are you just having a craving? I would have a craving, and I'm going through my pantry and I'm like, fuck, I got all these snacks from my daughter. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'll just have a couple. Yeah. When I know, and right after I eat them, I'm like, God damn it. I didn't, it was, that's an impulse thing for yep. me and I, I need to check myself. So I, I was at least aware of it 
but I didn't do the greatest job of like really being disciplined when it comes to that. Yeah. I so, think there needs to be like a, like a, whatever obstacle you can put in your way there. Like I will think about that if I go to, you know, have an impulse for whatever sugar food, think like, okay, well, am I hydrated? Like, is that why I'm going for this? Let me chug some water first yeah. and then I'll revisit. Okay. Yeah. If I still want that piece, okay, what, what's going on? Does like chicken still sound good? Maybe I am just hungry, but if not, there has to be some sort of like, there has to be a barrier there before I just go straight for it. Is, is this, whatever I'm going to consume, is this going to help me hurt or reach my goal? If you look at each piece of food right there, like you will think twice. Oh about yeah. That, uh, right? And I, and I do do that, but I obviously just wasn't. Just bypass that motherfucker. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's tough, but. Especially you know, said you've been working out, so you're, you're burning a lot more calories. You're just hungrier. I'm hungrier, but again, I have some goals that I'm trying to hit. So, yeah. you know, and I've done it before. I know I can do it. It's just, you know, it's challenging. He's hungry to reach his goals, not hungry for food. There's a difference yeah. in the hunger, the hunger well, games. <clears throat> so what, what's one that we can do this week? Well, he just brought up water. I mean, I like water, but drinking a gallon of water sounds like a lot. Four of these a day sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. So I think, but I think I want to try that. I think that's going to be my intention. Obviously, I'm going to meal prep again after I finish all this uh, pasta I made. <laughs> going to go back and get some chicken and broccoli or chicken and, you know, asparagus or something. Hey, there's other proteins other than chicken. Yeah, yeah. but I, I like chicken over fish. Okay. Well, you, yeah, that, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do beef too. You like beef? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you ground beef in there is fine. I'm trying to. Ground beef and eggs. Yeah. I mean, but that's okay. Get the belly down yeah. a little bit. Shit, so I, think I lost chicken, the most weight when I was uh, doing keto. You can go keto if you want. That's all fat. Yeah. Yeah, true. A lot of fat. But again, I think I'm just going to focus on baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Baby steps yeah. before I j jump into some big old diet trend. Yeah. Like I think if I could just, you know, meal prep every day for lunch. That or eat salads, you know. You'll save money and yes. lose some weight. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, stop drinking this. So I think yours should be only water for the whole week. Yep. And I'm drink a gallon of water. I, I'm going to try. That is going to be my big attention to drink a gallon of water a day. You I don't do know it. if I I don't know. I'm going to try, though. That's you can the, do that's Okay. The so drink your gallon first before you even think about touching that. If you're still really that thirsty, because it's already going to be hard for you. That should naturally make you want to cut And that I out. just, one, one thing though, Steve, is you know, he might not know, but I have a night job. So some, okay. some nights, you know, I come into work the next day pretty tired. Yeah. So I feel like I need a, a cup of coffee just to. Coffee's fine. Coffee's just fine. push yeah. me through. Yeah. Coffee's but good. But like black coffee or can I put creamer in? Uh, you can put creamer in. I do, just to take some of the edge off, I'll do an unsweetened almond milk. Yeah, can't do it. I, I need like extra sweet. No, nah, like, you like don't need it though. See, but like, <laughs> listen to that vocabulary. You, you, you don't need that. You don't need anything. You can get by without it. You will be fine. You're pretty boy Rob. You're gonna be okay, bro. L hey. Look into some MCT oil powder that's flavored. That's got no sugar. It'll it'll make the coffee taste pretty good. Yeah, and it's it's not as bad for you. Just don't drink that. You're just drinking water, sugar, sugar water. Yeah, hey, kind of like Kool Aid. I like it. No, but yeah, that, that's my intention is water. Yeah. And you're saying coffee is good if I drink a cup of coffee a day in the morning. Coffee drinkers live longer than non-coffee drinkers. But it, I'm more of like a creamer drinker. That's the problem. Yeah, they're in it for like the creamer. Johnny used to, he used to pour a little coffee in his creamer. Yeah, yeah that's, you can't do that. I'm kind of on the same way. That ain't coffee. Just, just pull it back some, wean off of it. Because yeah. one thing that I noticed, I get the same meal plans as him. And at first... They were just so, I did not Bland. like them. Yeah, yeah, but honestly, you kind of get used to it. And then I just sprinkle some Himalayan sea salt on it. You're good and to go. it's, it is edible now. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
But you gotta you gotta swap your taste buds. You gotta remove yeah. some of that. Your t- your taste buds turn over. They're not the same taste buds forever. They will reset. They will go. And then all of a sudden, every one, seven years or something, or is that just? I think it's even. I, I think it's even sooner than that. Oh yeah, it's and then definitely faster. Yeah, way way faster. But what will happen is all of a sudden you get used to eating like that, and then you go try something sweet like that, and it'll gross you out. You'll super have, it'll sweet. Ha- yeah, super sweet. It'll have the opposite effect. And all of a sudden you'll be like, okay, that's, that's, that's why, why I can't, I can't drink. I drink so much water trying to drink a soda. I'll have like one sip occasionally. There's no way I could drink a full soda. Yeah. You got it. And it, it, you get there over time. It doesn't just happen overnight, especially if you're a big soda drinker. But for sure, yeah. You will get there. Oh, I'm sorry. So what's an intention for you? Let's challenge you. Talk about yeah. you. You haven't Well, I don't even know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to put him on the spot. Do it last first. week. Come on. Hit him with the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's an uh, an intention for me. Um, you know, one thing I've been meaning to do is get back into reading books. Yep, I read. You're talking about that, yeah, that's a that's that's a big thing, and it you know makes you smarter. And uh, to me, it allows even for better sleep if you're off your phone scrolling. And I I read online, but it's like articles here, articles there. Like I need to just deep dive into a, a hardcover book, a paper book. And focus on that for whatever thirty minutes before bed, um, so that way I'm. What not type of books are they? A self help book? Are they fitness books? Are uh, they you know fantasy? Uh, they're all self help. I love self help books. Those are the, the that's where the gold's at in my opinion. There's a lot of good shit out there, and there's always something to be learned. Fitness is great. Don't get me wrong, but um, the self help books is where it's at. What's What's a good self help book that you've read? Oh, my favorite. My I think I don't know if Pretty Boy Rob has read it, but haven't. Uh, Habits. Habits is like yeah, my I've, favorite book. I yeah. love, I love habits. Um, to me that is, I don't know. I, I just think like, if you should you, look into that headway app. Yeah. The one that you were talking about yeah, earlier it today. It summarizes that. So you don't have to read the whole thing and just pulls out the most important stuff. Yeah. That one yeah, is it's interesting. I love that. I, I and love it's that a book 15 minute. It's about 12 to 15 minutes. Every section. Is that a free app? It, no, I think okay. you got to pay for it. Yeah. Audio or you have to read. No, you got to read. Dude. I'm just yeah. checking. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, I want to hop off the screen yeah. if possible. So if I yeah. can just get a book and, like, actually flip a page, I think there's yeah. I think there's, there's some value, value in that. that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Value. Yeah, I just read that uh, the, purple, the Purple Cow, which was pretty good uh, marketing book. Um, the Purple Cow? Yeah, it's pretty good. Who's, who's it by? Uh, Simon Semek, Senek? Simon Sinek. He yeah. writes a lot. A lot of, of like, that, he's, yeah. the, he's the why guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that book. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good book too. He's got a, he's got a few other really good ones out there. But I would I'm 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 habits. If you are looking to take something for like easy applicable, especially for fitness, like just start creating a habit. And he's got some good hacks in there and some good tools. Yeah, my suggestion: just fucking start. Yeah. <clears throat> Same thing with this podcast. Talked about it for a long time. Said fuck it. Let's just start it. Yeah. Who cares? Seven episodes go. down. It's not not going to be perfect. Not going to be pretty, but we'll just keep it going, and it'll evolve. Exactly, yeah. it will. Yeah. But you got to start. So I know this is on the Rejuvenator channel, and we didn't talk about sneakers, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's it goes hand in hand. Someone who likes to clean their shoes, I'm sure they like to take care of their body as well. Yeah, I would only imagine. Yeah, no, I would say that probably There's a correlation there. I would say so. Yeah, if you want to look good and you care about yeah your appearance, and there's a lot of similar demographic, right? Like. The people who want to wear sneakers are will also love sports. They're, they're athletes, athletic. But yeah. it goes back and forth. There's a lot, a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Um, let's see. What can an intention be for me? Because I'm going to be in Rocky Point, Mexico. Um, 
I mean, an easy one to me was I told you you can't booze until you train. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's just a no brainer. That's not going to be really a challenge though. I want to challenge myself. Um, man, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, he was maybe, training on his bachelor party. Maybe read right. another book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you'll maybe read another book. Think you'll have time. You I don't think he will. Up enough and that's true. I think it's gonna book. be another week. He's gonna say, "Damn, I didn't <laughs> hit my intention." Don't let him have that, Steve. Don't yeah, let him. No, don't let I him mean, win that one. I think that the the kind of working on your what's the hell? What's the word? impulse? Yeah, impulse control. That's like that's hard to stop right away. That's yeah. that's gonna be a journey for me. Yeah, um, just because certain things I'm just so used to doing it. Um. Good. Why don't give me an inf- give me give me give me something. I'm trying to think. Of I something. mean, if you're on vacation, obviously, I'm sure you're going to indulge in a lot of food. Maybe uh, I'm going to try not to. Yeah, try not to. Maybe just be wary. You know, maybe one taco instead of six, two tacos. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Yeah, say one is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Like, one's not. My, I mean, one's for well page. Not have any? Yeah. 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 I so I mean, well maybe just focus any. on your diet a little bit while you're there. I mean, that's just a random easy thing I could think of. Yeah, some I don't know health stuff. Maybe some sleep. Maybe some hydration still there too. Like, yeah, if you're thing. gonna be drinking, stay hydrated. Yeah, I mean I'm decent at that. I really want. I want, I want to kind of challenge myself. Maybe the intention is just not to get too fucked up. That's an easy one. Yes, but Fuck. like, what is too fucked up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone, like, yeah. He gonna be like, just, I'm not fucked up. Yeah, that, everyone who's like, fucked up always says I'm not fucked yeah, up. Yeah, not. That's how you know they're fucked up. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not that fucked up. Like, okay, I know you're fucked up. Hell what does yeah. that mean? I mean, that could be. I mean, you could go the family route. Like, I don't Actually, know. If there's anything I think about, act, like, working out that that'll be a good one. Working out while I'm out of town because a lot, sometimes that is challenging. For sure, yeah. Oh, for yeah. travel, a lot of people just let it go, yeah. Yeah. but it it needs to be a a, a, a serious staple. That's, yeah. So I went to Japan and I told Steve that was gonna be my intention. Oh yeah, I'm gonna work out in Japan. Fuck no. Actually, did it. I mean, you walked. 30 miles. So. I walked a lot. But. See, I'm a weirdo. I love that shit. I love to travel and check out other gyms. Like, I will base a hotel off of, you know, is it near a cool gym? Is it Does it have a good gym? Yeah. I will look no at it. No Planet Fitness? Right. Not unless I have to. <laughs> I will I will if I have to. You got the gold membership. You go all, all around the nation. Yeah, exactly. For That's twelve ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> And, and pizza on Fridays. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you don't slam the weights. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, next week, let's let's wrap this thing up. I appreciate you coming on. Nice. Thanks uh, for having me, guys. Yeah, I, I appreciate I want to bring Mick in, too, just to t- hear his story. And, yeah. you know, uh, he defied the odds by being able to dunk at five foot six. I don't know how the fuck he does it, but. I, I still don't know. He, he trained him. He I knows. Trained him he knows I, all the secrets. I still don't. I still don't believe he did it, but. So we'll bring him in videos. and show some videos. Um, and. I guess we didn't really talk about me being fat before and just uh, maybe, before and after. Maybe, maybe I'll do a before and after on this so people can see just because you're in a place in your life at a certain given time doesn't mean that you're going to stay there forever. You just have to want it. That's Facts. it, right? Yep. Yeah, six months, y'all see the before and after. Yeah. This gut going to be gone. Perfect. Seriously, it's coming. People underestimate, they underestimate what they can do in six months. You yeah. just got to start six months, and stay with it. You can, you can do a lot. lot of shit in six yeah, months. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Believe it. Yeah, so cool. That's it. Let's wrap it up. We out. Peace.